Welcome to episode 53 of Insects for Fun, the entomology podcast hosted by me, your not-so-local entomologist. Today, we have another listener request from Jamie out in New Zealand, wanting to learn more about wolf spiders. Now, I'm no arachnologist, but I'm not about to turn away a listener request either, so I did my best. Wolf spiders belong to the family Lycosidae, of which there are 129 genera and over 2,450 species. That's a lot of spiders. They also have a very wide distribution, being found just about everywhere except for the far north and, of course, Antarctica. In general, wolf spiders are on the larger size, but they don't compare with tarantulas. That being said, the largest wolf spider in the world has a 12-centimeter leg span, or close to 5 inches, and a thick body similar to that of a tarantula. The species is called Hogna ingens and is critically endangered, with only 5,000 individuals or so on the desert Grand Island off the coast of Portugal in the Madeira Archipelago. Now you'd be amazed at how many really interesting arthropods live on isolated archipelagos. In fact, an entire chapter of my thesis was dedicated to parasitoid wasps found within archipelagos. But that's another story. Getting back on track with wolf spiders from island systems, there was one special wolf spider that Jamie wanted listeners of this show to know about. And that would be one of the 25 wolf spiders endemic to New Zealand called Anotropsis littoralis. This beautiful wolf spider inhabits beaches and coastal areas, which is where the species name Littoralis is derived from. In Latin, litor refers to seashore, and the spider's body itself actually looks like it's made out of small beach pebbles. Unlike the previous wolf spider I mentioned, this one is very small. And the species itself is only 21 years old. Its body has evolved to blend in with its seashore surrounding, helping it catch small arthropods, like the New Zealand shore earwigs. Wolf spiders have long legs and are known for being really fast, which makes them great at hunting down prey and is one of the primary reasons they are called wolf spiders. These spiders do not use webs to catch their prey and are active hunters just like wolves. That being said, they do not hunt in packs, so it would be more accurate to call them lone wolf spiders. Okay. They are also really fuzzy and have tiny hairs all over their bodies, which they use to sense small changes in their environment as well as grip onto a variety of surfaces. Most of these spiders are actually on the larger side as mentioned before and are brown, gray, black, or tan with dark stripes. Some people mistake them for brown recluse spiders, but the brown recluse is almost never seen in nature because true to its name, the spider is very reclusive. Wolf spiders, on the other hand, tend to be out and about more frequently, especially at night or on overcast days. And they also always have patterns on their bodies, unlike the recluse. Another thing that's unique about wolf spiders is their excellent eyesight. Wolf spiders have two large eyes in the center of their face, with a row of four smaller eyes underneath, and there's no exception. They also have two small eyes above, making a total count of eight. Spiders in general tend to have pretty poor eyesight, which is why so many rely on other means of catching prey, like webs for example. They need to feel the vibrations of insects in their surroundings. But again, today's special spider is completely different. 
These spiders also have powerful legs with spring-like joints allowing them to store energy and then release it at once with varying degrees of power. Depending on the distance and the prey, they'll apply different degrees of force. The diet of a wolf spider consists of ground-dwelling insects like crickets, earwigs, beetles, other spiders, and even other small animals. For example, some large wolf spider females can actually take down small amphibians and reptiles. As a result, many of them stay in areas that cater to these prey items like grasslands, rocky areas, stream edges, and gravel. Now, when it comes to where the spiders spend their downtime, these guys have a variety of housing opportunities. Many wolf spiders will make tunnels in the ground, but others live in trees, under rocks, basically anywhere that's sheltered or cluttered with things to hide under. They're actually quite skittish in the presence of larger animals and will scramble to the nearest hideaway if noticed. Now, even though wolf spiders are solitary, there comes a time when finding a mate is necessary. And in these situations, males try to attract a female using one of two tactics. They either raise and wave their front legs, or they drum on the surface of whatever they're on in hopes the vibrations will attract a female. They will also shift the method of attraction depending on the environment. For example, the species Schizocosa ocreata, which can be found throughout the eastern half of the US, will use visual cues when placed on a surface that isn't good for drumming. And when given a choice of environment, they always prefer to be on leaf litter, which has a much higher success rate of mating overall. The drumming is really interesting to watch because the spiders move around on leaves and beat both their front legs in a rhythmic beat as if they're hitting different drums in a drum set. I was able to get some audio for this, so I'm going to play that for you guys now. Unfortunately, the mating tactics of wolf spiders don't just attract females though. A study was done at the University of Minnesota which actually trained blue jays to push one of two buttons when presented with different videos of spiders. One button indicated the presence of a spider and the other meant the blue jay didn't see anything. The results show that spiders were much more easily seen when doing their courtship drum dances as opposed to doing just about anything else. But it doesn't stop there. You see, mantids are not the only arthropods to partake in cannibalistic mating behavior. In fact, many female spiders actually eat their mates, and wolf spiders are no different. Apparently, the mating signals used by male wolf spiders are actually trying to say, hey, this is for mating only, so please don't eat me. And sometimes it works out, and other times it does not. The females aren't evil though, they're actually far from it, and show very strong maternal instincts when caring for their young. Once a female has successfully mated, she begins laying an egg sac that she will carry around on her back even after the eggs have hatched. It's only after the spiders are a few days old when they'll typically leave the mother to fend on their own. It was also found that female wolf spiders, if engaged by a predator, can sometimes be separated from their egg sac. But when the predator is gone, she immediately goes back to where they were separated and grabs the eggs to put them back on her back. Many will even pick up egg sacs that have been lost by another female and care for them as if they were their own. Males do not hold the same level of parental care. 
and in most cases, flee the female as soon as possible to avoid being eaten. Sometimes they'll stick around and help out for a little while, but uh, wolf spiders are not monogamous and do not form pair bonds. In general, the lifespan of a wolf spider lasts around one year. But females do actually live longer than males. It can stay alive up to two years or so. As for what preys upon these, that would be a variety of other animals, like birds, rodents, reptiles, amphibians, etc. Wolf spiders don't exactly have a lot of great ways for defending themselves. There is no protective web to save them, and they aren't poisonous either. They can bite, of course, but the bite is designed for subduing prey, which would be smaller insects and animals. For example, if a human gets bit by one, they probably will feel something similar to a bee sting. Some might not feel much at all. It really depends on the individual. I've actually handled these spiders before and I never got bit, so I unfortunately can't say much from my own experience on this, but I'm pretty sure getting bit by a longhorn beetle is much, much worse. Most wolf spiders rely on running away, feigning death, or making low hissing sounds. Wolf spiders can make hissing sounds by rubbing their pedipalps together. And for those that are wondering, pedipalps are the small arm-like extensions next to the mouths of all spiders. And I'm going to play the recording of the sound for you right now. Pretty cool, right? And that pretty much wraps up this episode. But I do have a quick reminder that you can get ad-free episodes of this show along with bonus episodes and insect-related vlogs at patreon.com. Link is in the show notes. And a big thank you and shout-out goes to the new Patreon member, Caden. And for listeners that are still with me and haven't yet rated the program, that is another way to support and help me grow the show so maybe in the future I can devote much more time into creating content specifically for you. Thanks again for listening, and you'll hear from me again next week.